from legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode or go to ipswichtoday.com.au. Coming up, a trial of free parking periods on the way for Ipswich CBD. Mayor Harding's promised Mining Waste Roundtable added to recommendations for Council's Waste Reduction and Recycling Plan and a report on public assets named after dismissed councillors raises more questions than answers. It's Thursday, June 25, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. This week's General Purposes Committee was a little awkward to watch at times. However, this can be put down to first-time councillors still finding their feet and understanding meeting procedures. On more than one occasion, the CEO found himself in a coaching role to assist the flow of the meeting. That is not to take away the desire of councillors to make decisions and work as a group in the best interests of the city. Some senior council officers are no doubt finding the glare of the spotlight and live streaming a little intimidating, but these nerves should settle in time. All councillors, the Mayor in particular, are not afraid to ask the tough questions of officers in a public forum. With some 25 items on the committee agenda and a meeting that was about three hours long, Here's just a few that will be presented for adoption at the Ordinary Meeting of Council next week. Committee voted in favour of a trial of free parking in Ipswich CBD on Saturday mornings and a 15-minute grace trial period to be introduced weekdays. Councillor Marnie Doyle. Um, I think that's a great um, initiative and um, I'm really pleased to see... um, that within the recommendations our CBD has been struggling as everybody knows for a very long time our businesses are struggling we you know are desperately trying to attract our our residents um, and and visitors to our CBD Uh, so that would be a great um, initiative um, regarding parking um, on a Saturday particularly Saturday mornings a very busy time around the cafe and 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 retail um, scene within the CBD so it will be a nice addition. Council's review of its materials recovery plan was tabled. The report noted that Council's Riverview and Rosewood transfer stations are both ageing, inefficient and not adequate to meet the needs of population growth. The report states Council needs to invest in upgrading public waste disposal infrastructure and provide fit-for-purpose facilities. The timing of the report was questioned by the Mayor. Just note that it's very important for this Council to be accountable, that we are to hear to the laws of, of the land. So uh, I, I am disappointed that this, that the consultation wasn't done and completed, so this didn't come to Council before uh, May 2020, would be my, my main point in, in discussion. But it is what it is, and it is a moving feast for us. But just want to note the fact that in, in moving forward, it's certainly my expectation that this Council will be accountable and not having to do things retrospectively. A recommendation for a mining waste round table was also added to Council's waste reduction and recycling plan. A report that was always going to be slightly contentious was the one regarding the naming of public assets after dismissed councillors. 
It started with this exchange between Mayor Harding and Councillor Tully. Point of order, is there any conflict of interest in here? Noting this report? I don't think so. In, in the past that... You're, you're mentioned in... So through the yeah. Chair, um, Councillor Tully is mentioned in this. Would that be a conflict of interest? If I could uh, respond yeah, in sure. the past where reports have been received and noted, for example, community donations which have already been approved, if, if it was received, just receiving and noting a report that it was never regarded as, as a conflict because it was just receiving and noting it. The CEO was asked his views on the potential conflict of interest raised by the Mayor. I would say that it's always the Council's responsibility to determine their own uh, position in this matter. There was further discussion on whether councillors named in the report should stay in the meeting. Again, the CEO was asked for advice, and Councillor Marnie Doyle added her comments. The, the legislation says that the, essentially the council make the decision otherwise, otherwise, uh, either way. Um, the, the issue is the matters before the council. The recommendation may not be what the, what the meeting moves. So it's a little bit hard to judge whether um, it may be a conflict of interest, you know, a more severe conflict of interest if the, if the matter meeting at some point decides to take, take some action as opposed to what the staff recommendation is. So ultimately councils have to make a determination on the matter. Um, the chair. It is, it is a conflict of interest, not a, not a um, material, I can't remember now, the legislation's just changed, but you know, not a, what we would have material, called a pecuniary... It's not a material personal interest, yeah. it's a conflict of interest or perceived, sorry, through the Chair, um, CEO, I, my view is it's a perceived conflict of interest and I note Councillor Fechner's suggestion that it, it's just a report for, for noting that may play some part in deciding <clears throat> whether or not there is a conflict, but it's my view um, in deciding on the conflict, it, it's about um, the councillors being noted in the report, and not necessarily about the procedural matter. The, the, the procedural matter before us, that a report be noted, shouldn't be taken into consideration. I guess is what I'm saying, into determining whether or not there is there is a conflict. Councillors eventually voted for councillors Tully and Ireland to remain in the meeting, but they were unable to vote on the matter. The report itself was outlined by Council Officer Brett Davey. Uh, so the report before you is in response to the request from the free previous round uh, outlining um, any assets that were named after former councillors dismissed. Um, there is an exception uh, which I've taken the liberty of including um, Pasali Drive uh, because technically there was no dismissal involved in that name but I've included in the report for completeness anyway. The current policy says that um, you can rename if there's been a criminal um, charge essentially proven uh, and uh, it would be at council's discretion to go beyond the policy uh, in respect to the technical process of renaming a bridge or a street uh, they're a bit different so a bridge um, is relatively straightforward um, particularly because it's essentially a resolution and then removing the names and you don't necessarily have to name a bridge so you could leave it blank. Um, streets and roads are not so simple so uh, inevitably there are properties that access and are addressed to those streets and roads. So if uh, Council were of a mind to remove a name or change a name, uh, there are implications on the owners of those properties. So some consultation is required in the procedure. Um, it is worth noting that in many cases, that's not a simple inconvenience. So there can be mail redirection requirements, but also some requirements to change mortgage, loan, insurance documents, and all those sorts of things. So there are some other uh, implications on the landowners. 
Um, but, uh, you know, the, in, in terms of the list, there are, um, particularly with um, Paul Tully Avenue in Collingwood Park, I think there are almost 60 residents along that street. Um, Basali Drive have in the order of seven uh, residents or properties along there. Um, so they're the two that would be affected by such a decision. Mayor Harding. Mr Davey, just so I understand, I'll go a bit specific. Um, we do have um, former Mayor Paul Basali is, is in jail for a criminal offence, so it has, has certainly breached that. Um, is the obligation to still do the 75% consultation, particularly on Pasali Drive? Look, I would categorise Pasali Drive as a slightly different example because uh, it wasn't named after mm -hmm. um, Paul. It was named after Paul's parents. So um, there are some nuances there that probably require some consideration. Uh, I think in any event, it would be worthwhile undertaking consultation with the affected property owners before making a decision, regardless of the reasons for the decision, particularly considering the very personal implications of such a decision. Um, so there would be, um, for the bridges and, and parks, sorry, through the chair, the bridges and parks, um, what consultation with the community would, is, is mandatory? Um, look, with a park and a bridge, I don't think there would be um, the same level of consultation required compared to a road where you've got direct property access. So uh, we'd have to work out a, a procedure we haven't really gone through a process to rename a bridge or uh, a park or, or something of that nature in the current regime. So. Are there any further questions? Councillor Chair, um, Mr Davey, I know this, this question is, it would be quite broad, but uh, is there any indication of what relevant costs would be involved to Council with respect to renaming a road or a street? Yep. So through the Chair, uh, the first obvious cost, aside from officer time in processing a recommendation, uh, is the costs of um, sign writing and then um, replacing of, of naming structures and those sorts of things. Um, then there is the, the question of how we deal with potential um, financial impacts on the constituents that own properties along those streets. Uh, how you would quantify um, that, I I don't know, but there would be, um, you know, if you consider it personally, having to change your mortgage documents, your insurance, um, it's not simply a matter of um, getting a mail redirection at a low cost and doing that. There are often legal costs associated with that. So I don't know how you would quantify that, but we could do some more work if that's the, the desire of the council. The report was eventually received and noted. Other items of interest on the agenda included a major update on library services strategy and policy with some discussion on future services for Ripley and South Ripley, the 2020-2025 Indigenous Accord and Council's current actions before the Planning and Environment Court. The full meeting agenda and reports are available on Council's website, as is a replay on Council's YouTube channel. The next ordinary meeting of Council is Tuesday, June 30 from 12.30pm with a special budget meeting at 9.30am the same day. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. You can share this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today Facebook page and leave a message.
Music is from Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.